Welcome to another episode of the Dumb and Dumbest Podcast, a music industry podcast where everything is terrible and the house is on fire. I'm Matt Bacon here with my beautiful co-host, Curtis Dewar. 14-hour workday. And Curtis, what are we talking about today? We're going to talk about the law of attraction, the secret, Napoleon Hill, all wrapped up into one. So So here's the deal. It's not really, well, it sort of is. So here's the thing. So this was inspired by a couple different things. Me and Matt have both had bands tell us about they got these big fucking goals. They got they want to take over the world. They're going to be Metallica. They're going to get Kerrang. They're going to be a Metal Hammer, the cover. They're going to just blow up super fucking big. And they've never done anything, aren't planning on doing anything, <laughs> and just don't put anything into effect. Because, okay, because you need some action right so here's the thing like you can read books like the secret you can read uh napoleon hills and can grow rich you can read the science of getting rich all those books are fantastic and um they work all the books work but there's a key little thing about them is that you actually have to do something to back up your your uh want your desire um am i explaining this good enough matt yeah okay were you gonna um, say something yeah no well, no but 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 really is uh, you know and part of why they say you have to want it is because then that'll make you actually go out and do it right but yeah. you know and i i say this as someone and i i don't know if kurt this is actually the most extreme thing that's ever happened but i'm not, I'm not sure if kurt if you can match this okay um i once had a client on a call tell me he wanted to do something revolutionary like the beatles i and don't I'm think like, anybody's told me that no you know, and like, 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 I'm of the opinion that saying you want to do something revolutionary, like Jesus lizard, is heresy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, who are who are like a pretty big band, and like, you know, but like simultaneously, not the Beatles. <laughs> Nowhere even close. I want to point but, out. But the but but you get what I'm trying to say, right? Is like people like like. The reason not everyone is a famous millionaire musician is not because not everyone want, doesn't want to be a famous millionaire musician. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's because it's really fucking hard to be a famous millionaire musician. Yeah, and a lot of those famous millionaire musicians have put in a lot more work than you would ever believe. Like, okay, I make fun of Matt for the 14-hour workday thing, but a lot of these people that actually do make 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 it after years are putting in 14 hour work days 16 hour work days yeah like 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 i don't think people necessarily understand and and i'm having a bad day so curtis might have to stop me if i'm ranting too much all right let's do it i don't think (laughs) god bless (laughs) curtis i don't think people understand the like what a day in the life of a member of baroness looks like you know like I used to know John Baisley pretty well. I haven't really seen him in a few years uh, just because of our lives. But, like, that dude fucking works. And he's, like, probably the closest I can think of of someone who's, like, the the ultimate artist 
um, who only is an artist and has a manager and like really like mainly focuses on art. Yeah, right. Art like, and music. Yeah. you know, and like does it in like a cool hip underground way. Yeah. And you know, like that dude fucking works like a fucking devil, yeah. you know, like not sleeping, like in it. And then like going to a ton of shows or mm-hmm. two. Right. Cause like on some level, uh, being, you know, a part of the work is going to a ton of shows in the way the scene operates now. And I know you might say, oh, well, that's not what the Rolling Stones did. But, like, first of all, fuck you. The Rolling Stones went to a lot of shows. They went to a lot of blues clubs. This is well documented. Yep. Um, but furthermore, like, you know, like, like that's just how you build your network. And this well, is important. Just to point out, just for the Rolling Stones example, I'd like to point out that Mick Jagger collaborated with an awful lot of artists over the years, too, just to keep his name out there, even though he is in the fucking Rolling Stones, which is arguably, yeah. like, the one of the biggest bands of all time next to the Beatles. Well, probably not arguably, they are. Um, so, he was also... Like, uh, yeah, and, and, like, this speaks to how, this speaks to how hard it is, right? Like... I, I I had a conversation with um, my roommate's girlfriend, who is uh, a bit of a normie, and I was trying to explain to her about uh, fuck what was it? Grand Funk Railroad, and I was like, Grand Funk Railroad are the only band to have sold out Yankee Stadium faster than the Beatles. I actually didn't know that, and I think that's really cool. Or maybe it they is. were the first band to sell it out faster than the Beatles. We need Keith to correct me. He's our resident New York historian um but like you get what i'm saying like they had this monumental achievement selling out yankee stadium means you're selling a hundred thousand tickets right Mm -hmm. how many people like legitimately give a shit about grand funk railroad outside of we're an american band in 2019 2020 there's few yeah but like but yeah but like you know what i'm saying like yeah like, like 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 and i think that people don't necessarily understand that like you could reach the fucking pinnacle and like something, you know, cause like they were gone like four years later mm-hmm. and like gone yep. and like not in great situations. Some of them, yep. <laughs> you know, like, so like, just think about that. Like, so there has to be constant action. It's not going to come easily. And then even once it works out, like, that's only the beginning. Like, like if people, when people realize like how much work I've been doing for my speaking career, since that was like essentially given to me mm-hmm. uh, by Christopher Negard at Inferno, shout out. <laughs> um, right. Like it's dumb, you know, mm-hmm. for like, and like that, cause you know, like I think that I legitimately believe that's going to be the next step in what I do. And you can mm-hmm. tell that I'm excitable and in a bad mood today and my back hurts, but like, this is this is what it is is like if you want to do that like and like again be realistic like i spoke in goddamn australia two months ago you're ranting that and well let me let me finish okay <laughs> and like my 2020 goals are still like speak in like five places <laughs> like like that's the thing that people don't understand right is like just because you get to one peak doesn't mean it's going to keep happening you have to just keep keep it going. Would you say that's correct, Curtis? 
I would, and that would also apply for like a band that got themselves onto like one big festival or they got themselves oh, yeah. as one key opening slot. And you see this happen all the time. It does, but and the thing is, is that you got to keep kind of plugging away, and you still got to keep working because just because you got that one slot doesn't mean anything else is going to open for you. You got to keep going and trying to your best to get, you know, your shows. It, Matt just gave a perfect analogy with that. He's now shooting for five versus two, two, yeah, two that he did last year. So that's like basically he's trying to double what he did. So if you're in a band you'd want to do a similar goal for your opening slots. If you got on yourself on a big, on a big um, festival or whatever the heck it was. Right. So next, next thing. So just here's the thing is that if you have a goal to be the next Beatles, or if you have a goal to be like this big, massive thing, you have to realize there's a lot of stuff you have to do in order to get that you can't say that you're going to do that and then for the next two weeks say well you know actually i can't really go on social media because i got kids i can't you know go to a show because my wife is going to get mad at me or whatever the heck it is that you have as an excuse or my day job or whatever it is the people the people that actually make these things happen they work around or through those same obstacles that you have absolutely every single person that has ever gotten successful probably had the same uh, issues and problems you do most of them do most of them are not handled handed on a silver platter so you have to just kind of go through it rent some more Matt yeah and that's the thing and this is sort of like it's like when you like study the people who've become president and how they all had like an obsessive need to become president <laughs> except for Donald Trump that's a separate story that we're not going to get into today um but like wait but, for me to say something no I just I don't want to have this argument right now I'm not arguing. I just think um, it's great at Twitter. No, but, but the, the point I'm trying to make is that, like, uh, there's a few management companies I've spoken to now recently that basically said what they want out of their clients is for them to be clients who, uh, <clears throat> who have to be doing music. Because there's a lot of people out there who are doing music because they think it's cool or because they think... I don't think people think it's a paycheck, but I think they view it as like a way to get laid essentially. And that's not really the type of people a lot of these managers want to be working with. They want to be working with the people who like, this is what they have to do. Yeah. And you got to be a pro and do, do things, act like it's your job, even if it's not your job. Like that's kind of like, if you want to get big in music, even if this is a hobby to you, but you right now you have to treat it like a job. There's a thing like Gary V talks about in Crush, Crush It, I think it was, where that if you want to build yourself a successful business, which we're going to use as an analogy here, and you have a full-time day job, he said you have to basically work from 7 o'clock till 2 o'clock in the morning every night. And if you've got kids, he said go from 9 to 2. You know, just that's the way you got to do it, right? And he said, you know, and if that's too tough for you, then you're not going to make it. Simple as that. So, I mean, you can use that with your music the same way. You know, that's your time you, that you post your orders. That's the time you. That's the time you do your social. That's the time you do your pitches. Whatever the heck it is, but you have to work it out. And if that's too much for you, then I'm sorry, you're probably not going to take this as more than a hobby. And if that's all you want, that's totally cool. But don't go to Matt and then ask him to sign me a ripple or ask him to sign me a prophecy. Because you're probably not worth it to them because a band that is only look, trying to do things as a hobby is not going to be financially viable to those labels. That's what I got to say. 
pretty much. You didn't jump in. Holy crap, man. I was waiting for you to spew on that one. I, that was a perfect setup, and you didn't do anything. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm handling some stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, well, Matt handles. I got but one no, no, but the there. point being... Um, yeah, but this is what it is. Is that like it has to be obsessive? It has to be to reach those levels because like you're just you're trying to associate. Like, if you want people to invest in you, you have to show you're worth being invested in, and it's now, really that one simple. More, one more thing too, I just want to point out: how much time did you put for work on your blog, Matt? Part time, uh, or not even part time? How much in general time did you put in on your blog before you started getting clients? May I ask? Uh, so I had two guys metal reviews, my metal blog for four yeah. years. Yeah. And as a part of that, I was writing for a bunch of other sites all over the world. Like I had been translated in like three languages by the time I was 18. And 14 like still, worked it. still hadn't made any money. Yeah. Um, but like, even when I was in high school, like I would wake up at, uh, like in, in France, high school starts later, but I would wake up like an hour early just so I could play guitar. Um, okay. And how long, but how long was it before you got your first client though? No, but, but, but I, but I'm finishing. So, okay. uh, it was, uh, I'm just trying to think here four years. And then I got to start working with a PR company and then I started paying. So it was about five years or four years to start working with a PR, like a PR company who was paying me to, as an assistant. And then the year after that, I started to get my own clients. So it was five years of working on my blog one year kind of in the industry as such at about how many hours per day like two three two two or three probably more oh because i was also running like a small record label up until i was about 19 okay um so you were doing about 30 hours per week on top of your school on top of school on top of practicing guitar obsessively like it okay. was a lot so it was like 70 to 80 hours a week and then he finally was able to get enough connections that he could even work at a pr company so 17 years old, 18 years old, but that was with like 30 to 40 hours per week, solid every single week doing that. Granted, yes, I know Matt was just a kid then. He didn't really have any responsibilities, blah, 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 blah. But on the flip side, I had, as Curtis can attest, I had no clue what I was doing. Exactly. He had no, and, and I mean, but here's the same thing. Same thing happened with me. The only reason why I got, I got to be doing full-time PR is because I worked on it all the time outside of my other jobs. And then when I, when I finally got, was in between jobs it was like oh i gotta make this work you know <laughs> so and then but i used what i had already had and you know i was able to yeah. turn around but that was just because i was putting in a regular four to five hours a night every yeah night. and this is just how it is you know just like how epstein didn't kill himself this is That's what right. needs to happen if you want to reach those next levels point being i need to bounce and go to physical therapy so this has been dumb and dumbest you have been listening 14 hour work day hashtag that's my new ending Are we done yet? <laughs>